it's time to experience the Synergy Connection Show with your host, Lucy Forsting. Good morning, everyone. Welcome to the Synergy Connection Show, where we do our best to try and help you understand how complex we truly are as human beings. Um, we have an emotional side, obviously. We have an intellectual side that helps us learn. We have a physical side, and without that, you couldn't do the rest. And we have a spiritual component, and that doesn't mean religion necessarily. It's just understanding that we are connected to a higher power. And I often talk about the fact that we are vibrational frequencies inside of a human vessel. And so that's who we are. And when we keep it all in balance, then you can live truly your best life. But if it's out of balance, then you're struggling. And I noticed this many years ago. I've been a psychotherapist for over 40 years. And so I've worked with a lot of different people who had like one or more components working awesomely for them. And then they had the other two that were just kind of floundering. And so they couldn't figure out why their lives were not maybe more to their liking. And so that's what I do is I help people understand how to rebalance if they're out of whack, how to rebalance them so they can truly live their best life. One of the things that I do talk about is going to my website. So that's synergyconnectionradio.com. And there's more than 400 shows there now. Uh, not that you're going to go on a marathon and listen to all of them, but you might want to scroll through and read a synopsis or two and see if it's something that you can relate to and listen to that show. Also on that site, you're going to see Boomer uh, products. And I've been using them for coming on eight years now. And I think it's what kept me incredibly healthy through COVID. I never did the vaccine um, because I know how to take care of my own physical body. And so um, I'm a, a vibrational healer. I'm a Reiki master, but I do other things as well. And so I knew what I needed to do to keep me healthy without taking vaccines. But for people who have taken the vaccine and are struggling a little bit with their health still, uh, even if they had that vaccine, then go to that website. And one of the products that I highly, highly recommend is called Gladiator Barley, and it's out of Canada. It's actually a sprout. So it is not a grain. A lot of people are gluten intolerant, and so um, they can't do grains. But this is a sprout, and only about 1% of people that are gluten intolerant have a reaction to it. Um, otherwise, you do just fine. And it takes inflammation out of the body and it rebuilds muscle and it improves stamina and um, it also takes toxins out. So you start it very slowly. So I do highly recommend it. If you decide that any of the products on their website are ones that you're curious about, go ahead and put my first name, L-U-C-Y, in the discount code. And the company sponsors this program. And so they're going to give you 15% discount on your order. So go ahead and take advantage of that and maybe try the barley or make sure you're taking D3. One other thing I want to comment on before we get started on the show is the importance of knowing two numbers, C-reactive protein, these are blood tests. If you don't ask for them, your doctor does not order them. So please ask. 
but C-reactive protein is the amount of inflammation you do have in your body. Mine is a 0 0.01. So I have very little inflammation running around in there. And that's where every disease begins. So if you're not healthy, you know, like I said, you can't have the emotional, the intellectual, and the spiritual connections are much, much harder because you don't have the energy and you don't have that stamina. So check out your C-reactive protein. You want the number to be under 0.5. Uh, the majority of people, when they get it tested, it's a three, a four, a five, or above, depending on whether they have a chronic health condition. The other number is your D3, so dog three. That one is your immune system. You want that number to be above 70. The last time I had mine checked, it was 103. So I'm kind of watching that. I don't want it to get too much higher because it can be a problem if you have too much D3. But that's your sunshine vitamin. And we're just simply not out in the sun enough to keep it high. We wear sunscreen, we work in buildings, we drive cars, we're in our homes. We're out maybe, I don't know, 30, 40 minutes total every day if we're lucky. And quite often that's not on bare skin. So um, those two numbers, please go find out what yours are. D3, again, above 70, C-reactive protein below 0.5. Okay, we have a brand new guest, and his name is Eli Love, and I was laughing with him earlier today because my last name in Ireland, where I'm from, my family on my mother's side is from, um, so in County Tyrone, my last name is Love, and uh, Jordan Love, for those that are following the Green Bay Packers, is um, another person with the last name of Love, and I don't know whether we're connected in any distant way. But uh, he certainly has done a wonderful job as the quarterback after um, Rogers left the, the Packers. So uh, welcome to the show, Eli. Thank you very much, Lucy. Pleasure to be here. Oh, you're welcome. Um, one of the things that we're going to be talking about, probably a lot of different things, but the title of this show is, Is It Possible to Spontaneously Heal? And I know that your website is Heal for Free. Dot com and, and you began to realize some time ago, I guess, that um, people were not getting better. I mean, they were doing things that should have made them healthier and they weren't getting any better. That's correct? That's correct. Yeah, I've been um, focused on this since the age of five. Uh, at that age, it was why were adults so much different than children? I like my child life. And why are these adults so stressed and grouchy all the time? And my my script at that time, I made a script. I'm, I said to myself, I want to find out why those people are like that. And I don't want to become like one of them. Well, of course I did, because uh, it was just the way uh, the way people are brought up. You move into that. And that's what I want to explain today. Well, all the way up to about age th between 32 and 40, I studied and studied and studied. In fact, uh, psychology was my first major in college. Uh, and then I moved to music after that. But I studied all, all the, uh, the medical uh, uh, ways, uh, holistic ways. I studied Eastern ways. I went to uh, Brazil uh, uh, and I went to the witch doctors in Bali and Java. And just everywhere I went, I would study what are these people doing to make themselves better? And study, 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 study. And I got all this head information. 
And I discovered that people will do things, but that illness or that 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 problem will come back, if not in the same form, in a different form, but it comes back. And I'm going, something's missing here. Something is really missing, and I want to find out why. Well, an interesting experience I had was one with an Eastern healer. She was a very famous healer from India, and she was just put her hands on you and touch you, and you would heal. And I had horrible back problems, lower back problems that put me out for a week at a time. She put her hands on me, and it felt like an iron. I just felt the heat go through my body, and within five minutes, I was totally pain-free, totally uh, movement. I could bend everything. It was wonderful. And I asked her, because I had been studying, I asked her, I said, how long does this last for people? You know, do they come back and see you or is this permanent? She goes, no, it's not permanent. They come back and see me. I go, why? She goes, because they don't change their ways. They mm -hmm. just get healing and they live their life like they have been. They don't change anything. That's that's what you have to do. You have to change your ways. Exactly. And my dad taught me that when you have a problem, you're working on something, try the simplest solution first. Then if that doesn't work, go to the next solution. And when we talk about healing, Lucy, the simplest solution comes from when we are children. And we as adults have forgotten totally about this. When we're children, when we have a problem and we're upset about it, what do we do? We cry, we have a fit. We let all of the toxin, all of that emotion, we let all of that energy out just freely. And it's not even a thought. There's no judgment to it. It's just, I've got this pressure in me. It's got to come out. So I'm going to do that. By the same token, Lucy, when we get a gift or when we get excited about seeing someone as children, we skip around and we're happy and we're dancing and we're doing all this stuff. And we do that. We do both of that positive and negative expressions to the point that we're back to peace. That's the magical key. We don't do it just till we feel better. We do it till we actually are at peace. And sometimes that can take five minutes, 10 minutes. Sometimes that can take two and a half hours, three hours. We've seen infants cry and cry and cry for two and three hours at a time. But you know what? When they are finished, if they're allowed to finish, they're in that blissful place and they love you again, even if you were the person that made them upset to begin with, they are there. Now, what we have forgotten as adults is what happens inside of those processes is what I call it, Lucy, those processes. What happens inside of those? And when you, when you mention we are physical, emotional, spiritual, and mental bodies, that's where we go when we go into those uh, processes. We go into those four bodies and we start balancing them out inside of that. Lucy, this is an experience experience that we're having. It's not an intellectual knowledge of doing something to make ourselves better. It's an experience. It's the difference of watching a moon landing on TV and actually going to the moon and being there. It's a difference of reading a book of how to fly a plane. Okay, I can fly a plane now and I can pass the test, but I've never been in a plane, so nobody's going to hire me. That's what we're talking about when we're healing. I can know everything to do. I can eat the right foods. I can do the right exercises. I can do all of this stuff. But if I don't know what is inside of me causing it, then I'm going to repeat the same dysfunction in a different way down the road. And that's what this work does. It clarifies it for you. And another thing that comes to mind is 
not all of us are comfortable with our emotional bodies or not all of us are comfortable with our physical bodies moving around or our mental bodies. And when you do this work on your own, your body naturally gravitates to where it's comfortable. Uh, I find that women in general gravitate toward their emotional body. They're comfortable there. They're comfortable crying or getting angry or doing something. And me as a male, when I first started doing this work, I go, oh my gosh, oh, they're just they're just going for it. I wouldn't do that. I was a mental person. I had to talk it out at first. And I talked these processes out. I would stay in these processes until I would get peaceful mentally. For a whole year, I did that. Finally, when my mental body saturated, that was the first time I was uh, uh, got the urge to go into my emotional body. And then I started going there. When that saturated years later, I was finally free to move into my physical body. And when that saturated, I started getting spiritual experiences that I can't even describe to you. There's no way to describe them. They're just unbelievably pleasant. But it's some work to do all of this stuff. And that's what people aren't used to. They're, they're not used to actually doing some work, say, to get rid of a headache. If I take a pill and the headache goes away, that's enough for me. But they haven't asked themselves what made that headache happen and what do I need to change inside so that that, that symptom doesn't show up again. And that's what this work does. The work, Lucy, is simply going into a private space where you're not heard by anybody, you're not bothering anybody, and you simply express yourself physically. You're talking or you're writing, not thinking. That's taboo. Don't think. It just, it's like a dryer, just recycles the same thoughts over and over again. You don't get anywhere. You have to talk or you have to write, and you do that until you're absolutely peaceful. And nine out of 10 people will stop short. They'll say, okay, I feel better. I'm done. No, you're not done until you're actually peaceful. That means you're present in the room. There's nothing left on your plate, nothing in your mind. You're like Buddha sitting and you're present in the room. That's when you're done. And when you've gotten to that place, you most likely have gotten an insight that you didn't know before. That's a fascinating uh, conversation. And or your pain has gone away from your body. It's gone. Um and that's the exercise. Simple. Take that exercise. And if the only thing that happens is that you're peaceful, that's a plus. That's the state that you continue your day with. And you're going to get a lot different day than if you had continued it stressfully. Okay. Uh, I want to ask a question. Um, it sounds like if somebody was doing this process, they would take their most relevant pain. So if it's physical pain, then they would be writing about the physical pain. If it was emotional pain, they'd be writing about that. If it was stress that was being caused by work, they might be doing that from an intellectual place. And so you pick the, the highest denominator and that's the one you work on. Right. And for some people, it might be a goal, man, I need to be making this money or I'm going to do this, uh, this, I'm going to give a talk next week and I'm all nervous about it. Whatever's on your plate to handle, it, you can use it on that. Right. And the other thing that I guess I wondered about when you were talking is um, for each person, it's going to take a different amount of time, I'm sure. So making sure that they're not interrupted or making sure that they you know, can at least allocate 30 minutes to an hour and just say, this is my time 
to do this and I can't have any interruptions while I'm doing it. And so, you know, please let me have my space. That's exactly right. And you nailed it. Normally it's from 20 minutes to an hour. That's a normal process at the beginning. Yes. Mm -hmm. And, and maybe it would be good to have um, a journal because this is going to be an ongoing process over a period of months or even years. Some people are drawn to that and that turns into a book later and other people mm -hmm. like me are not because it's the experience that you keep with you and it stays with you and then you can see it from that point on. I don't need to write it down anymore, but either or is good. Okay. Well, I was just thinking the fact that if you weren't talking it, um, you know, if you're just talking to yourself for that 30 minutes or an hour, that would be not journaling, but for somebody who needs to process it through writing, then that gives them, you know, an avenue where they have something that they can go back and look at, you know, a couple of months later and see the progression. It's like looking at old photographs. It's, mm -hmm. it's really, really good to be able to, to go back there and look and go, wow, look where I've been, look where I've come. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, I would think so. Yeah. Um, so where did you begin your journey? Which one of those arenas were you in? Uh, arenas? What do you mean by arenas? Um, like when you started processing, you said at the beginning, it took you time to to do this. Oh. So were you in the okay. emotional? I, it didn't oh, sound I, like it. Like I was in a, I was in a physical conundrum. I was going to the doctors. I was laid out with my back. I was having heart palpitations like this 24 seven, having all kinds of problems. And I go, something has got to give. Mm -hmm. And I was in Omaha, I was on my doorstep outside watching the kids across the street play. And I watched these uh, kids play tag and a 10 year old was running uh, after a five year old, tagged her, the five year old slipped and fell, got up and said, you push me, you push me, I hate you, I hate you, get out of here, get out of here. And she ran into her room, which was her window facing the street so we could all hear her, window was up. And she had a full on fit, crying and just yelling, I hate you, I hate you a thousand times, beating the pillows we could hear. Lucy, it lasted 10 minutes, then it starts dying down. 13 minutes later, she comes skipping out the front door and she starts playing tag with the kids again. And that's how kids handle it. The kids didn't even say, are you okay? Are you okay? No. In the kids' world, that's how you handle your stress. You get it out and you're done and everybody knows you're safe. Huh. Uh, well, in that watching of, the of that uh, action, I was blessed to have experienced it internally at the same time. Something came over me and I experienced that little girl in my five-year-old and I experienced myself doing it again. And I remembered internally how good it feels to do that. I remembered the non-judgment part of it. There's nobody telling me I'm being bad or I'm being too noisy or I'm being something. I am just allowed to let it all out. And I remembered how good it felt at the end. And I said to myself, this is what I need to be doing. And I'm scared to do it. I haven't done this for 40 years. I'm scared to do it, but I know I have to because my body's failing me. And uh -huh. so... At that time, I started doing it once a week. That's all I could handle. Then it became twice a week, and now it's multiple times a day. So that was 30 years ago. And I'm almost 71 in a few weeks, and I am on no medications whatsoever. Uh, don't see the doctors for anything. Um, it's just, uh, and I know I wouldn't be that way if it weren't for this work. I am sure that's true because, um, you know, as, as I've said on the show many, many different times, um, you know, what we experience emotionally 
does register someplace in us physically. And it's, you know, the kind of like the beginning of the end. If we're very rigid, you know, we're going to have issues. If we're, um, if we wear our heart on our sleeve, you've heard that expression, you know, a lot of times that leads to cardiovascular difficulties. If we let things eat away at us, it leads to cancer. Um, and so, you know, Louise Hay knew that many, many years ago, oh, and she talked her. about, you know, that, um, there's a book out, I think right now, or no, it's not a book. It's a Netflix series and it's called, um, you are what you eat. And a, a lot of our problems today with healthcare is obesity and people eat because they're so, um, deprived emotionally. And so they feed themselves, you know, food that isn't healthy. Right. I read Louise Hay back in the day and I was just amazed at all the things she knew, but I was looking at all this information going, okay, I had the information. Now, what do I do with it? Uh -huh. And then decades later, I found out this is what you do with it. Case in point, uh, I was driving, uh, about five or six years ago and I was finding myself getting really, really tense at stop signs. I wanted to get through that stop sign. Don't make me stop. It's getting to the point where I was starting sweating and stuff. So I said, wow. well, this is getting in my way. I'm going to process it. So I processed it. And I discovered that when I was in high school, my dad was a drill sergeant and he would set us kids down for lectures. And we would have to listen to his lectures. And I already knew what he was going to say. We've heard it a thousand times, but we had to sit there and listen to it. And I used to sit on the edge of the couch right next to the front door because as soon as he was done, I was out. You were out. <laughs> and I remembered sitting on that couch. I used to sweat in anticipation of him finishing so I could leave. And that's what was coming up through my driving. Soon as I discovered that, uh, sometimes, Lucy, you can just discover that source and it clears it. In this case, it did clear it. I didn't have any issues with uh, sitting at stop signs anymore because I knew where it came from. Mm -hmm. Other times you find out the source of where that's coming from. And then there's lots of residual uh, energy in there that you have to do other processes of just detoxing that energy. Keep talking about how much you disliked it and how much you didn't like it and, and hated it and stuff. And when you finally finish all those processes, then it's gone and that issue is gone permanently. Mm -hmm. Do you remember when you were doing all of your research? Because I don't know that much about uh, what's called primal scream, but it was out there for a long time with uh, churches that were doing this. And, you know, you would get into that gut-wrenching, I'm so angry about this or so hurt about this, you know, going to the release. So obviously, you know a little bit about it. <laughs> Somebody came up to me one time. It was at a seminar that I was in. And they said, oh, hey, you got to check out this Primal Scream. I go, Primal Scream? What's that? Oh, yeah, I'll, you have a free appointment. I'm, choose, I'm usually 100 bucks. I'll give it to you for free. Okay. So I went to him and I did Primal Scream. And I felt a little better afterwards, but I'm going, dude, you're too, you're too weird for me. I can't hang with this. <laughs> and here's what happens, Lucy, is we get approached with people wanting to do these therapies with us. But when you do these processes, it will take you through all these different therapies that I used to do uh, with my intellectual mind. Oh my gosh, holotropic breath work, uh, the neurolinguistic eye movement thing, mm -hmm. beating yeah. on your chest, the primal scream. 
so many therapies that are out there already, your body will take you through those one at a time when you're ready for them. That's the key. You're ready for them. You, you don't even have to think about it. Your body just does it. And you go, wow, I'm sitting here beating my chest and I don't know why, but it sure feels good. And you would have never thought of that otherwise. And so your body is so wise, Lucy. It takes you through at your pace. Right. One of the things that I've also said on the show before and, and a couple of different shows is we have 40 million brain cells that are in our heart. And if we actually go from thinking all the time and go to that heart chakra and just allow ourselves to listen to what our heart is telling us intuitively, um, we can heal so many different things because our heart has the ability to guide us. And there's a place called Heart Math Institute. Are you familiar with them? I am not, no. Uh, they're in California. Um, they have a device. It's called an inner balance device. I have one and you clip it on your ear. Uh, it's very lightweight. And you put the app on your phone and it's like a mandala. And so you synchronize your breathing to your heart rate and it calms you down. It puts you into heart coherence. And wow. when you're in heart coherence, all things are possible because you're no longer in your brain. You're actually with your breath work and uh -huh. with your heart beating. Wow. That sounds fun. It really is. You ought to check out uh, just Heart Math Institute. They've done tons of research. One of the things that I love about them that they started maybe 20 years ago is researching how trees assist each other in the woods. So if a tree has like a viral problem, other trees that are near it that are healthy will actually send their roots over to feed that tree. And, yes. you know, we have that ability as human beings, but we oftentimes just we're not present. And so we don't know that somebody else maybe just needs a hug. Maybe they just need you to listen to them, not guide them, but just listen to them so they can process. That's exactly right. I've got so many stories about that. Um, what comes to mind is we grow up and we hold things in. And because of holding it in, we create little scripts. Uh, case in point, I was in first grade. I had a very embarrassing situation happen at a baseball game that I was in. And I loved baseball. But after first grade, after first grade, I hate baseball. Until mm. decades later, I wanted to play with my workmates at a baseball uh, they were having a, team, a baseball team with the, with us, the people that worked that worked at this place, mm -hmm. and I wanted to play, but I didn't. I, something was stopping me, so I did a process on it and I went back to it. That was a script that I made. I don't like baseball because it saves me from embarrassment. As soon as I found out where that came from, I jumped in the game. I had so much fun playing with my workmates. We have thousands and tens of thousands of those scripts inside of us, and it's what's creating the mess that are, are that that we consider problems mm -hmm. for us mm -hmm. and they're totally handleable i would say 95 percent of them are totally handleable by yourself just doing this work now mind you i've only worked with uh, jane and joe off the street who are just regular people i've not worked with any people you know mentally unbalanced or anything like that so uh this is for uh for people who are ready to do it. And 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 when they listen to me talk about it, say, yeah, I think I can try that. I want to try that. If you have the idea of that sounds crazy, then don't do it. You're not ready for it. Right. No. And that's true with probably anything in life. You know, yeah. if, if you are listening to your heart and your heart says, uh-uh, you know, right. then it's not for you now. 
It's right. not to say it's not going to be for you a year from now, two years from now, but there's so much that people don't actually um, grasp, I guess, uh -huh. because of their upbringing in many cases or, you know, situations that began in childhood. And you're right, you know, they have a script, you know, this is right. not proper. This isn't a good thing to do. Maybe it's very harmless, but, you know, somehow, some way they interpreted whatever happened as this is bad. Exactly right. And you said something that made, made me think we are all brought up in this Western society of holding things in from the get-go. Don't be noisy. Don't be a, a bad boy. Don't be a bad girl. Don't be obnoxious. Hold it in. But we're not taught how to let those toxins out. So we just learn to do this and then wonder mm -hmm. why we have so many problems afterwards. Mm -hmm. There's a culture uh, in Africa that I saw a documentary on. They do the opposite. They realize this. And I remember, long story short, one lady's husband was killed in a war and she immediately dropped to the ground, started flailing and, and crying and grieving. All the rest of the ladies in the uh, tribe picked her up, took her to a tent and 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 um, handheld her for six weeks, just gave her everything she wanted for six weeks. The only time she came out was to go to the river, bathe and come back. Six weeks later, Lucy, she came out with this brilliant smile she was done and the tribe had a party for her a ceremony for her and recognized her as uh, eligible to marry again if she wanted to but that's a tribe that understands simple human nature you just let yourself go through it you're mm -hmm. healed it's done mm -hmm. and how many times um have you heard because i've heard it you know with i'm a widow myself you know like be strong you know, that kind of a comment um, or, you know, if a, an older son loses his father, they'll say, well, you're the man of the family now. That's that. Yep, exactly. Mm -hmm. um, had a client and she was having a, um, depression issues. So she came to me just three or four times and I never saw her after that. OK, and she was like in her 60s or something. Uh, and she, and she was like, she would move like an old person. She was slow, slow talking, rigid. And then I didn't see her. A year later, this other lady shows up at my door and says, hi, I uh, wanted to say hi. I go, who are you? Because I was here a year ago. I, you gave me some help on my depression. And I went, that's you? This lady was vibrant. She didn't talk the same way. She moved like a teenager. She goes, yeah. She says, I didn't know, but I was grieving my uh, husband and I didn't know how to let it out. And you gave me permission to let it out. She says, I let it out. I met this man uh, in Europe. We got married over there and I've been having a ball ever since. And Lucy, I did not recognize her. She was a different person, younger face, younger body movements. It's amazing. Um, a lot of times when I see people that are under, you know, extreme stress from maybe work or relationship or something else going on in their life, when they get that stress resolved, you know, in some way, shape or form in their mind and their body, they do, they, they drop 10 years, 20 years. I mean, it's, it's so physically apparent of what stress can do. And oh. for a lot of men and women today that are in the corporate world, you know, they are under tremendous stress and it's, it definitely ages them. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. That's what kills us. 
Um, we only have a few minutes left in our show. So are there some things, maybe like pointers that you want to share in the next five minutes or so? Yeah, uh, just go to the website. There's tons of information on my website, uh, healforfree.com, heal, the number four, free.com. And there's videos there. There's other podcasts on there. Uh, there's resources. There's also a book that I wrote called The Manual for Life. And you can uh, click click on a link there. It's only $2.50. I, I, it's on Amazon. And I picked the lowest price I could so that it could be available to everybody. That's where you'll find all the various uh, exercises that you can do for your personality to uh, to do this work. And not all of them have to do with getting out toxins and getting out bad stuff. Uh, some of those exercises have to do with very euphoric places to go on uh, visualizations and stuff like that. Very helpful. So how, if you're going to a euphoric place, as you put it, how is that beneficial? Because I think some people are going to go, huh? <laughs> well, uh, the exercise is uh, in your mind, go to a place where you feel safe. So let's say it's the beach and then just start. Uh, it's a movie. So just start talking about what's going on around you and just follow that movie wherever it takes you. And for 99% of the people, it's a blissful exercise. Uh, they meet people, they discover things, uh, they just experience joy in these places and mm -hmm. then there's variations of that exercise. I did. Um something a few years ago now <clears throat> but i was at a, a beach when you said beach and we found these little turtle eggs that had hatched so the shells were there and i love baby turtles and um you know i love big turtles too but i mean the, the baby turtles come out of the nest all by themselves each one is independent they have to make it to the water in order to survive and that's no guarantee right. and i thought you know it's it's like humans you know, we are born alone. Um, we die alone. And what we do in our lifetime is up to us, you know, whether we do it successfully or maybe not so successfully, but it's all up to us. And it's the same struggle, you know, that a lot of animals have, and especially these little turtles. Um, I saw another one, um, a documentary not too long ago on very poisonous snakes, and I'm not sure if they were in Asia or where they were. But um, the mother, you know, lays all the eggs and then leaves. And but they instinctively know how to survive. Mm -hmm. And we as humans do not come with a manual that says this is going to be how you survive. Uh -huh. And so it's the amount of love and care that we receive in those early years that forms who we are down the road. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I have enjoyed having you on the show. It has been such fun. Thank I'm sure you. we'll get together again uh, in maybe four or five months and we'll do another show together. Thank and you. in the meantime, um, anybody out there listening to the show, please share. Please share with others that are struggling with maybe getting their life uh, on track. Maybe this is the one of the ways or maybe the best way for them to process Yes. And I'll put out there also, if anybody has any groups that's interested in this, I'm more than happy to spend time with some groups on uh, Zoom and give a, give some seminars that way. Just email me. It's on my website. Yeah. Because I mean, in today's world, technology allows us to do that. I know that you're in Texas, right? Yeah. And um, I'm in Florida. And so it's easy anymore for us to connect with others and do groups and do individual sessions to help somebody 
you know, get their life back on track. Right. Thank you so much, Lucy. You're welcome. Thank you. And everybody, please go out there and make this your best life. Um, you know, check out some of the other shows, but certainly share the show with Eli today. Talk to you next time. Boomers Forever Young is really making a name for themselves as an exciting nutritional company with products that really work. People from all over the country are starting to take notice. Their whole person approach to health and wellness, combined with their unique array of powerful natural health products, are setting them apart from all the other companies in the nutrition industry. Their customers love the one-on-one -on -one free consultations and the results they experience. Sound a little too good to be true? Then go online to boomerboost.com today and sign up for a free consultation with a product specialist or just give us a call at 1-800-861-4609. Again, that's boomerboost.com or call 1-800-861-4609 to join the thousands already experiencing the benefits of Boomers Forever Young products.